everyone, and welcome to our 13th episode of our second season. I'm Dana. And I'm Jim. Today, we're chatting with our friend Jules, owner of Horse Feathers in Terrytown. But first, beer. Is Jules, it, what are we having today? Is it butt first scone since you just took a big bite well, of that Well, I didn't think you were going to hit go. Sorry. No, I was actually laughing because you were like <laughs> trying to say it. You did a good job, though. Thank I'm you. I tried. Um, so we have three different beers, which are yes. totally different, but similar, I'd say, in rarity. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I'd I'm say excited. the first one would be this Sam Adams Utopias. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not going to try this because... Which is in like a, I wouldn't even call it a chalice. What the hell would you call that? It's so It's like unique. a beautiful bronze goblet copper. That's not bronze. Copper goblet. <laughs> um, yes. And it has these features on it. I mean, this beer is one of the, uh, Sam Adams makes a certain amount every year. Okay. And they're in, uh, actually this is a ceramic cask. That's what it is, not um, and once they're gone, they're gone. And so we've had, I think we bought a case of 2003 in wow. like 2003 and we used to sell it per shot. Oh, wow. And then when they started getting, you know, when we started not having a lot of them, we kind of changed it to bottle. So I, I, it was actually on our menu for like $350 and then I looked it up online and you and the only ones that were selling were like seven hundred. What? So I was like, all right, seven hundred. <laughs> Many change. Yeah, but the the funny thing is that some I have two, and so someone actually offered me fifteen hundred dollars cash for them. They're and like, cash. you said yes, right? No, I was like, no. I'm like, that's mine. I'm really not selling it. It's just one of those things to have on the menu that's like, yeah, you know, guess what I have, and I really have right. it. But you can't have it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so what are we sipping first? Um, all right. So let's try. Well, let's do this Sam. Um, Sam. Tom Hardy Ale. Okay. So this beer is another special, really rare beer that we have here. And this has been in the basement since 1992. That's amazing. I'm so scared of this. Yeah. So <laughs> it's fine. She said yes. You're okay. <laughs> Um, I kind of like. I'm gonna it. take this a little bit. Just give me a nip of that. It's like, yeah. it's so scary. So hopefully there isn't too much sediment floating around. But um, wow, smell how boozy that is. Oh, cheers, guys. Let's do this. Cheers. Let's get right in there. <laughs> get yeah. right in there. I don't even. Kind of smells like teriyaki sauce. Mm-hmm. And it tastes so like what? it. Too. <laughs> <laughs> what? Put it on a steak. It's oh what was the ABV? No, I'm telling. No, this beer. It says that it reaches its height after 25 years. Right. So there's some kind of natural yeast moving mm-hmm. around all the time and morphing how it tastes. And I guess we hit it at the teriyaki stage. Yeah, it's like a barley wine. Yeah. 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 That's what it tastes like. Got a little raisin in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a barley wine. Yeah. It's very cool, though. The color's nice. I've never had a, a 26-year-old beer. Me neither. Life. I'm yeah. so excited. Yeah, I'm very impressed by this. You know, I think that's kind of cool because, you know, so many people have all these crazy drafts and mm-hmm. they're doing all these things and there's <coughs> so much craft beer coming out. Yeah. But, you know, we're sitting in the basement now. You guys can see how much room I have. Nobody has room like this to actually let beer to kind sell of... sell it and let it, it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's like, who has a beer cellaring program? And yeah. who has the longevity to have a beer cellaring program? Very so. true. Ooh, so good segue to start. 
You guys have been here since 1981. 81. That's amazing. Yeah. It was your well, aunt was and here. uncle, or who, who opened it? Um, well, my uncle opened it, mm-hmm. and he... I'm going to kind of, like, change history a little bit. Okay. But yeah. he... Uh, okay, so <laughs> my uncle opened it, and he met my aunt. My aunt used to be a teller at the Key Bank. Mm-hmm. So I guess when he was opening it, he would watch her walk to work every day. Oh, how cute. And just like got her and made her work here. And so, <laughs> made her work here. Like, You're going to you work, work for, for me. me. <laughs> and she did. And she's actually really good and organized and great at accounting. And she was actually bartender here for forever. Wow. Um, it's actually the, the pictures of her bartending yeah. here are really funny because she'll be behind the bar with a cigarette, you know, because back when you could smoke. <laughs> so the bar side was the smoking side, and oh. the other side is um, the restaurant. So she used to be behind the, you see pictures of her behind the bar, like smoking cigarettes with her, her hair perfectly 80s feathered. <laughs> She's a beauty queen, you know. Um, and then they ended up getting married in 2007. And, um, wow. Yeah, so I've worked here since 2008. I guess that's when the economy collapsed, the year that I graduated college. Yeah. So that was yeah. nice. That was nice. It was like, because before that, you go to school and you're like, I could take out all these student loans. Right. Like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> so then Free I, money. So then I came back and I was like, oh. <laughs> this is the worst financial yeah. time in you know, yeah, 15 like, years. Yeah. I can't get a job in politics. Was that your major? Yeah. What did you want to do? What was your goal? Well, I think, you know, when I was in high school, I graduated high school in 2004, mm-hmm. and that was kind of after, like, 9-11 happened, yeah. and then we were in Afghanistan, yeah. and then we went into Iraq, and so everyone kind of got caught up in, like, I really cared about that, mm-hmm. you know, and um, so I was like, all right, this is what I'm going to college for, and then I graduated, and I was like, all right, Barack Obama's going to be the president, <laughs> I feel good about it. <laughs> I'm going to horse feathers. Yeah, it's fine. So when you started working here, were you bartending, waiting tables? What were you doing? Um, hostessing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I started waitressing. And then I started bartending, but I was really scared about it. Why? And I'd be like, Mom, how do you make a Manhattan? <laughs> now it's like old hat too. Oh, now I'm like, they're like complaining that it's so hard. I'm like, it's so easy. Just do this. Right. And then I'm like, I could do it again. And I go back there and I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> So growing up, but you come here like to visit and to oh, eat, yeah, and you like yeah. grew up here probably, right? There's actually a picture on the bar upstairs that I put up, which is me at the bar when I was two years old. I saw it online. Uh-huh. It's adorable. And then I was putting it up, and someone was like, "Is that your son?" And I was like, like, "First of all, that's a girl." I'm like, I am way, ma'am. I am way too young to have children. I'm like, I'm like 32, so I don't know. I'm like, it totally could be my kid, but I don't know. But in your mind, you're like, no, I'm, I'm like, way excuse too young. me, <laughs> I'm still you. a young lady. <laughs> so you're working here in 2008. Mm-hmm. Are you still trying to figure out, like, I still want to be in politics? Or are you just like, all right, I'm just going to stay here and see what happens? Like, what's I your game plan? I had no idea what I was going to do. Yeah. None. I was, like, just kind of waitressing. Yeah. I, that was the kind of time where I'd make all my money Wednesday night. Or wait, Thursday night I'd make all my money. Friday night all my friends and I would go out to the East Village and I'd spend, spend it all. It. Yep. And it's, like, one of those. That's bartending. You know, early 20s years. And then you have cash in your pocket. You're just like, oh, I'm just oh, going to spend yeah. it. It's yeah. hard to save when you're bartending. No, I never, I'll never forget, like, the first weekend I actually waitressed and I made all this money. And when you're, like, 19 and you're working at, I think I worked at a craft store before this. Yeah. 
I went home and I like put all the cash on my floor <laughs> and I was like, whoa. You know, like, I'm rich. This is great. And then so it's hard to when you get used to that, like get out of it. Yeah. But no, my so I, I met my husband here, Jeremy. And um he was really into the restaurant business and he started like opening, helping people open places. Oh. And then I was kinda like, Well, if he's gonna be busy, I'll be busy too. <laughs> The thought process. And now I'm like, we're so busy. (laughs) Legit. So, listeners, if you listen to, I don't remember what episode it was, but it was uh, a few months ago, maybe, Brad and Brian, we went to and spoke to our friend Jeremy. This is Jeremy's lovely wife, Jules. So, they each own their own restaurant. So, when she says they're busy, they're busy. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. When do you see each other? Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Just one day a week. No big deal. Okay. Tuesday for like 20 minutes on the couch at night and okay. for a cappuccino in the morning. Okay, that's cute. Yeah, it's the thing it's going to make for either like a really great marriage or, yeah. you know. I think really yeah. great. Some, count, think, some counseling down the road. <laughs> I don't understand when couples say they work together and live together. I'm like, how do you not no. choke each other? Like, I think what you guys doing sounds great. Well, we did work together. That's actually why we're together because we would bar... We'd be here together all day, and then when um, when we left, we still wanted to hang out together. And I'd be like, "That's weird. I still want to hang out with you." Yeah, but those are early times. Though. Early like, times, <laughs> yeah. And then when he opened up his restaurant, I were actually helped him open it for six months. I worked there. How was that? Um, I'm a, I'm a psycho, so I had to go. <laughs> I, had to go. <laughs> I had to go back to my safe place here. He's like, thanks um, for your help, but uh, bye bye. No, no. So you know what it is? It's like, um, it's all right. So what happened was, not that there was one specific incident, but this is when I decided to leave. Is when, um, and he does such a good job, and um, yeah, it's a great place, but. I have to care about two places so much. Right. And he's got it under control there. But, you know, the lobster roll was a big thing there. And I knew I had to leave when um, we had a new chef making the lobster rolls. And he sent it out, like, all chopped up. Yeah. And I don't even think I was working there. I was just there. And I was like, no. Send that back. I was like, get some more lobster. I was like, that's our lobster roll. Like, when you pay a lot of money for something, you You don't want it to come out. You know. Yeah. So I was like... He was cho- like chopping up the lobster meat yeah. instead of having like the full claw. Like, yeah, come so out. that's yeah. their thing. It's like their lobster roll is amazing, mm-hmm. and it's probably the best one you're gonna find anywhere south of Maine. But it has to have a certain look to it, right? right. So it has to have the chunky lobster meat, and it has to have not a lot of mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. We don't want celery. Get the lettuce out. Get mm-hmm. whatever other stuff you're gonna put in. I'm with you. And when that's your signature dish, and you send it out, yeah, it's gotta look the same way. Every Otherwise, time, someone's yeah. gonna get it and be like, "This place is." garbage you know like why would that'll I be the person that'll take a picture put it on yelp complain about it it's always that person yeah like, you never oh, know on. so you lost your shit that day yeah, and then yeah. Like, <laughs> i gotta go back to my own place and just like let him handle it was this. kind of like a realization like all right you i mean well i still stand by my reaction to that okay. because understandable not on my watch mm-hmm. okay <laughs> I love it. You know that if a burger came out of that kitchen looking terrible right. and I caught it, I'd be like, no, 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 no. As you should. That's the right thing to do. But it was just kind of like, all right, well, you have a restaurant. You right. should probably go and. I mean, Jeremy's on top of this. He'll, he'll handle about this. about it. Yeah, yeah. Was Horse Feathers always a craft beer bar? Like, you said the 80s. So, uh, craft beer was different in the 80s. Yeah. 
So I would argue um, that we were one of the first people to have like a really big craft beer menu. Really? Okay. My cousin used to work here, and he's the one that put the first one together. So, um, geez, I want to say like nine, late nineties. Wow. But craft beer back then was like Sam Adams, Sam Adams Cherry Wheat, yeah. Sierra Nevada, Sierra Nevada, yeah. um, Saranac, I remember it's Saranac, which I don't know if that. There was some brown yeah. ale that was out too with the yellow yeah. packaging with the uh, home. The honey brown. The honey oh, the brown. honey brown? Yeah. 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 What else was out? It's so funny. These things you don't Newcastle. see anymore. Long Trail. Newcastle. Long yes. Trail in Vermont. Oh, we was... had Long Trail ale. You're basically recounting all of our old beers. <laughs> yeah. But that was craft. That's which, what it was. Which we still have a lot of them yeah. because, I don't know, this is the kind of place where you come here and you drink. Most people that come here know what they want. Yeah. They drink it and they don't, they don't want to be adventurous right you know some people have that liberty to just go crazy yeah but here it's kind of like you put on the you play the you play the hits yeah and then you might like throw in some other more fun things yeah do you remember your first craft beer um let's see there were so many because working here actually i would like bring home a six pack of beer and i was like think that i was because I had a boyfriend at the time that really liked it, and I'd be like, Look, it's Fuller's Pale Ale. <laughs> I'm the coolest girl you'll ever get. Yeah, I got you a Fuller's Pale Ale and a Fuller's Porter. Actually, I, that's a lie. I, I brought that home to give to a boyfriend, and then he made me mad. I think I just kept it. Good. You're like, I'm drinking this. Yeah, this Good. is mine. <laughs> that's awesome, though. Let's I need to get my learn. fill of. Did so, you like it? Because we asked a lot of people about craft beer, and a lot of them said the first time they had it, they're like, ew, what is this shit? Oh, <laughs> see, I never really liked, like, Keystone Light gotcha. regular beer. So when I tried craft beer, I mean, I guess being pretty girly, I was like, Blue Point Blueberry, this is delicious. But yeah. it, honestly, it is delicious. And Sea Dogs is delicious, too. That's great. And we all, we asked that. your husband what his first beer ever was, mm-hmm. and I think he said it was... Uh, you know, when he was really young, he tried, like, some of his dad's oh, yeah. beer, and it was like, mm-hmm. ugh, like, he didn't like it. And then no. when he got it, like, kind of, like, high school age, he said it was, like, a 40 of, like, old E or something. It was, like, malt liquor, right? Do you remember what your first beer experience was like? Or? I think that my first beer experience was definitely when I was 13, and me and my friend stole Budweiser out of her dad's fridge. Okay. And then we went to a, um, <laughs> a birthday party, and we, like... Snuck and told people like, "Wait, we have one beer." one beer. One beer, and we like split it between then, how many people? Like twenty. <laughs> I think it was just me and her. Okay. Yeah, not too bad. But we split it, and then like we went back to the party, and everyone was like, "You're drunk. <laughs> you're drunk. I know you're drunk." You're like, I had eight ounces of butt. I'm happy. <laughs> but when you're 13, you kind of like play into that too, right? Yeah. So like, have you ever seen someone when you're younger? That you're like, there's no way you're intoxicated. But they're like, ooh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we're like, yeah, we're cool. Let's go on the trampoline and drink our Budweiser. Don't worry about throwing up or anything. Yeah, no, no, no. It's not enough. It's not uh, enough to throw up. It oh, is amazing. So you're here 2008. At what point are you like, you know what? I'm going to own this place. Um, well, I always kind of thought I was going to own it. It's like why I kept working here. Great reason. <laughs> but, yeah, I was like, you know, I'm going to own this one day. But then we actually had like a catastrophe happen here. Oh. Where, what summer was it? I want to say summer of 2015, mm-hmm. Father's Day weekend. 
half our kitchen walked out. What? Yeah, they were just during like, service. Um, no, they just never came back the next day. They were just like, bye. And I was like, uh, so me and my aunt actually had to put on, <laughs> yeah, no, Father's Day weekend. My aunt and I had to put on aprons and gloves and like get on the line. And I cooked on the line all Father's Day weekend. Did you know what you were doing? No, I don't know how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> so anyone who had food poisoning that weekend, we, we apologize. I mean, I'm Wait telling now. you, there was a few chicken fingers here and there. And I really learned the importance of cooking chicken through. Holy shit. Yeah, but actually it was funny. At one point, my I think I was in the fryer. My aunt was making sandwiches. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we had, like, you know, the bandanas tied around our heads. Please tell me there's pictures of this. No, thank God. <laughs> People are trying to order off the menu, and you're like, we have turkey clubs and chicken fingers. That's, <laughs> That's all it. I can <laughs> No, you know what's really So our head chef stayed, and he does, he's amazing. He does all the pastas, like all the main dinners yeah. and the burgers. And for some reason, I thought it was a good idea. All right, we're down, chef. Let's limit it to just the front side of the menu, which is like sandwiches and like all the stuff that like I would have to make. <laughs> Bad idea. So, like, in high, like, after that weekend was over, I was like, oh. We're doing all the pastas. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that was a mistake. Um, but. You survived. So, I actually, like, it was funny because I was reaching for something. At one point, I punched my in the face. Oh! Like, oh, no. just like a quick. Jab. Yeah. How do you reach for something and punch? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so great. No, but, um. So after that, after that happened, she was like, I'm selling this place. I've had an, because you know. Yeah. They were here forever. Yeah. My uncle had open heart surgery, so he had that, and then he had a a mouth cancer thing. Oh, wow. He's totally fine now. Good, good. Not trying to... No, that's crazy. But but these are things that are scary, you know, and so when you live your life seven days in a restaurant, and then... And you're too, you're too a husband. Like, like that's too much for her. That's a lot. Yeah, she was like, "I'm selling. I'm selling it now." Yeah, that would be my final straw too. Like I had to get in the fucking kitchen and cook. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was. It was especially with me. So I'm like a, I got punched in the face. <laughs> in the very moment that she announced that, were you like, "I'm doing this"? Or? Well, she wasn't gonna sell it to me. Oh wow! Why okay. they weren't gonna sell it to me? They were just like, "We're gonna find someone to buy it and whatever." And I was like. Then I'm gonna leave. I was like, I'm not working here. Yeah. If you were gonna just sell it to a random person, like you know this. But I think that was just her like guttural emotional yeah. Yeah. feelings yeah. coming out. Yeah. So then she was like, get a lawyer, and I was like, okay, and I did. Which actually I think back on now, all the work that it took mm-hmm. to buy it, and I'm like, oh, I did that. Good. Good for me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I just like blacked out all the hard yeah. times. But, um, and maybe she just wanted to see if you really wanted, if you were serious, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because it probably could have gone on where it was just in limbo for a long time. Yeah. But, you know, we weren't ever going to really let it out of the family. Yeah. Because it is a very special place to a lot of people. Absolutely. And I didn't really realize that until after I owned it because people are like, they'll come and say, I went on my first date here. Uh. Or, you know someone learned to read from the Triple Pursuit cards here. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Actually, that's a true story. So there is this, um, there was this rehearsal dinner and they really wanted to have it here and it was like one of the busiest days of the year and we were like, no, I'm sorry. And they're like, no, we really want to have it here. And we're like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
turned out I was like the CEO of a big bank's son. Oh, wow. Who used to come here when he was a kid. Uh, and he used to, he said he learned to read from the Trio Pursuit cards here. That's so wow. cute. So they were just like, it's one of those things you don't really realize how sentimental it is yeah. for other people. Like, yeah. I know how sentimental the place is for me. Right. But. It's been a part of everybody's lives. Yeah, and I know that if someone came in here, I've had people tell me, you know, you should gut your bar. Gut your bar and, and put in a brand new bar. And I'm just like, I don't really, but I know that someone would have done that. Yeah. Or it would have become yeah. like a Starbucks or just right. another right. like kink in the, yeah. Yeah. in the chain. Yeah. So. Um, so let's talk about that, the decor here. For people who have never been here, you come in and it's kind of like you're in somebody's reading room or sitting yes. room. It's like books everywhere, literary like faces. Has it always been that way since 1981? Was that your uncle's doing or did it change along the way? Um, nope, it's pretty much always been that way. Yeah. Was he a big reader? Like, what's up with that? I think he used to go up to Vermont a lot. And um, I don't know. I got to say, like, I'm really lucky that he went with this design aesthetic, especially in the 80s. Yeah. Because it could be really out of date right now, and it could be really tacky. Very true. But um, go with old dead literary people, and yeah, it's never out of date. <laughs> and it's funny because we're in Sleepy Hollow, and we have a literary theme, and we yeah. have all these authors on the walls. Yeah. But that wasn't it. Wasn't the case back then. Like in yeah. the '80s, Sleepy Hollow was still called North Terrytown. Yeah. Right. There wasn't this tourism to come here for any reason. Um, I was born here. Were you Phelps? Phelps Hospital. Oh, me too. 1982. Oh. 1986. Okay. Where were you born? Uh, in Baton Rouge in 1975. Oh, hey! <laughs> oh, I want to go to Louisiana so bad. We will take you. At Women's Hospital. It does not exist anymore. <laughs> you said your uncle used to go to Vermont all the time? Yeah, he used to go to Vermont. Perfect segue. Segway. Oh. We're opening the Heady Topper from the Alchemist out of Waterbury, Vermont. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Well, it's one of my favorite beers. So what what do you like about the beer? Talk about the beer briefly. Oh, it tastes amazing. This guy is like a beer genius. He really is. A beer genius. You have yeah. to drink it out of the can, though. Okay. See? <laughs> we'll take it out of the glass. We'll That's let what you it says. The on the can, it says drink it from the can. Oh, my God. So good. Uh, smell it. It's delicious. Uh, so it's a, this is a double India pale ale. Um, they say drink it out of the can. They have two huge beers, Hetty Topper and Focal Banger. Focal Banger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't say personally that I like them equally. I am more of a Focal Banger fan, but I'm not saying that this beer is not absolutely delicious. freaking delicious because yeah. it is. And for those of you like in different parts of the country, when this beer comes in, people hunt it down because it's it's a rarity. It's not always something yeah. you can find. When people find out like on a website, oh, this place has mm-hmm. it. People come in droves. So how did you create your relationship with John and crew at the well, Alchemist? Well, I actually had to sell my soul to the devil. Yep, to get pretty this much. Case. Yep. <laughs> so well done. I have, I no longer have a soul. In case you, you don't need tell. it. <laughs> um, no, I think that my reps from craft beer really came through for me this time, and. Um, yeah, it's awesome because I, you know, because I don't have draft lines. Everything here is bottled or canned, mm-hmm. um, which I have over a hundred different um, varieties. That's amazing. But wow. because I don't have drafts, I have a hard time getting yeah. some of the allocated things. Yeah. Anna, you know this. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just sold my soul. Yeah. A little, little piece of me missing. It was worth it, though. 
don't know if you remember this, but I know you've read this can before. But on the bottom it says, don't be a D-bag. Recycle yeah. this can. Mm-hmm. It's so great. <laughs> like um, no other craft beer company yeah. has don't be a D-bag on the yeah. can. No, and you really don't want to disappoint them. Right. I don't want them to think I'm a D-bag. Please, sell me your beer. That and it's on-premise only. Like, people can't take this out. They have to enjoy I, I it at the establishment. I was reading a story about it that people would, like, go in the bathroom and put it in water bottles or whatever Backpacks just or to whatever. take it home. Yeah. That's insane. Then I was reading someone traveled from South America all the way up up somewhere to North America to get it. I'm guessing Vermont. Like, they, wow. people are crazy. They will go. It's delicious. It's really good. You know, yeah. when I first drank it, I was like, you know, what's all this hype about? This maybe a few years ago. I was like, how can it be that good? And then I took the first sip, and I was like, meh. <laughs> and then I took another sip, and I was like, nope, nope. And then I took another one. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's that good. So what's your favorite style of craft beer? What's your go-to? If you're going out Tuesdays when it's date night, you and Jeremy, what are you drinking? I'm actually really big into cider okay. these days. Um, the Wolford Cider. Mm-hmm. Dry cider is really good. Mm-hmm. But if we're going beer-wise, I will always... I could always get down on a good Allagash White. Okay. Um, I love Goose Island Matilda. It's one of my favorite beers. I don't see that too much anymore. When it first came no, out, it was everywhere. I it actually don't even deal. carry it anymore. Wow. I know, but I still have the Sophie. Yeah, okay. Um, what else? Mm-hmm. I, I like sours now. Okay. Oh, my God. That's such the, that's the new thing. I know. I just tried this single-cut Kim. Yeah, yeah. I was like... <laughs> because you know it's so tart it's almost kind of like cider yeah, yeah. oh that's true yeah I mean at least in my weird brain <laughs> your brain some beer person's gonna be like that's nothing like a cider you know what it is like you whatever you taste and whatever it is to you is correct it yeah. cannot be incorrect that's just my opinion like whatever yeah. you taste however you feel about it that's what it is but that's kind of nice that you say that because it's kind of approaching craft beer from a way where it's, it can be kind of intimidating yeah. sometimes, you Cause know? Because some people are so snooty about it. Like, oh. they make it intimidating. You're like, I don't even want to talk to you because you're so over my head. You're not approachable. I'm going to assume the beer's not approachable. I don't want to embarrass mm. myself. It shouldn't be like that. Yeah. I don't want to be beer shamed. Yeah. But people do that. So, what's... What talk about the menu a little bit here at Horse Feathers? Because I don't think we covered that other than the sandwiches and the chicken fingers yes. from Father's from the, Day, the infamous which Father's are cooked Day now. If you come, they will be cooked properly. She's not in the kitchen not, anymore. People, no. it's fine. Um, <laughs> What's like the highlight of the menu um, for, so from you as the owner? We're known for our burgers. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know that'll always be the core mm-hmm. here is a, a burger place. But I will say that because we've been open so long. We've kind of perfected everything. So people might look at our menu and say we have a lot of different things on our menu, but it's a lot of cross-utilization. So Mm -hmm. we have a really amazing ribs dish, but we have a ribs sandwich, and then we have a ribs dinner, and then we have a ribs appetizer, you know? So um, I would say that the burgers are the number one. What's the cooking process on the burgers? Do you do like flame broiled or is it they're, on the, the grill top? Or? They're on the grill top, yeah. Like the, they put the steel um, kind of presser on top of it? or Not really. Not unless okay. I need them to hurry up and cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they come, I'm like, oh, so I gotta get that in. Um, Any special cheese options for the burger? We have a, we're, there's just one burger that's 
the best one. The if you ever come here, you should definitely try it. It's called the Knickerbocker. I read about that. And it's caramelized onions that we roll into the meat. So oh. when we roll up the patty, because um, a lot of people don't know what rolled in mean. Yeah. But when yeah. we roll up the patty, they uh, kind of all get jumbled together. Mm-hmm. And then we cook it, put a slice of horseradish cheddar on top. Mm-hmm. And it is so good it is every time i am like i'm gonna treat myself Jules is talking dirty to us <laughs> yeah every time i'm like treat myself yeah um i get the knickerbocker but also there's a sandwich called the gobbler which is basically everything that you would put on a sandwich after thanksgiving okay and so it's cranberry sauce stuffing um turkey on 12 grain bread and it is just so good I ate she one last night after, after I got home from work. I was like, uh <laughs> And went to sleep. In my house by myself, eating a lonely gobbler. <laughs> it's just fine. That's how this works. It's yeah. industry. Mm-hmm. So we said we're in Sleepy Hollow. That's famous for a lot of reasons. I know October, you guys get slammed. Can you mm-hmm. tell people like what's going on in this area in October? Why is it so crazy? Yeah, so every night in October is basically a party. <laughs> it used to, it grows so much every year. It used to be where it was only the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we have events every night of the week. And so it pretty much starts the end of September and goes all the way mid-November. Oh, wow. And it's just crazy. We have a jack-o'-lantern blaze that's up in Croton where I live now. <laughs> um, the Headless Horseman Hayride. The Headless Horseman Hayride. The Headless Horseman's actually sitting right behind you. I'm not going to lie. Did you see yeah, him? No. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> see him? Yes! This place is haunted, by the way. We didn't mention that to our listeners. We are in the basement of Horse Feathers yes. in Sleepy Hollow, New York, and it is haunted. You forgot to mention there are creepy um, dolls. all the dolls that are yeah. surrounding you. There are creepy They're dolls staring at us. Staring at us. Um, I'm here for it. I love it. Yeah. You know, people believe that's true, too, because we antique a lot. My mom and I, like, it gives... Because we own this restaurant that's kind of antique-y and and vintage feeling, it gives us an excuse to be hoarders. (laughs) Um, You got space for it. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I need this for the restaurant. Come with me. It's like, no, you don't. Okay, but um, they say that sometimes energy stays on... Not to be all like meta or whatever, but no, everybody like stays it. on objects. So you could be very well be haunted by a doll right now. Every time I went to start the podcast and hit the button on my phone, it started to auto start and it was creeping me the fuck out. So that's there's something around but us. But then now. when we called it out, it stopped. Yeah. Like, Ooh, yeah, right? That's true. That. When I was like, oh, it's probably just the ghost. It was like, okay. And it stopped. I'm freaking out. I'm going to like get uh, cleansed after this. Just drink, just drink more heady talk. Yeah, I'll feel fine, yeah. right? Okay. Right. So, in googling information about you guys, I found out that this oh, place the, was. The you master, no, she's the master of all research over here. Oh, I love that. Um, so I found out that this place was named after the movie Horse Feathers. Yes, the Marx, the Marx Brothers, Brothers movie. I've actually seen that movie. Oh, it's have you? It's about hilarious. A football game. Yes. Yeah, so uh, the Marx Brothers are trying. Uh, I think it's Groucho Marx. He works at this college, and he's trying to win the football game. So he's trying to get professional players to pretend they're students and play for his team so they can win. Oh, that's funny. So it backfires, and it ends up like his brothers end up playing on the team, which is hilarity. And they end up winning. At the end of the movie, they're like in a chariot. Somebody gets the ball. He's in a chariot, and they cross the line, and that's how they win the game. It's just, it's a typical Marx Brothers movie. But it's hilarious Mm -hmm. that I saw this movie. So... Was he a big Marx Brothers fan, your uncle? Like, why was that what it came from? Um, I, I have, you know what? 
I've asked him a million questions, and sometimes he's like, I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> like, like, you know, I think like we're not just, talking about Vietnam. I think, <laughs> <laughs> Come on. That was a dark time. <laughs> right. Oh, no. Well, he'll explain to you why the, uh, you know, the refrigeration guys, uh, you know, it's all the antifreeze yeah. that gets into their brains. But, um... <laughs> No, he just basically liked it. He liked loved the Marx Brothers. So he, yeah, um, Groucho Marx is on our mural on the wall. Okay, along with Mark Twain, Kurt Vonnegut, George Orwell, yeah. a whole bunch of dudes. But, so are those like his favorites? That's why he picked them. You know, I can't get a straight yeah. answer out of the man. I'm but, gonna assume yes. Like, why would you pick them if they're not your favorites? Exactly. But I have yeah. a fun fact about the wall is that yeah. It's actually, if you look at Washington Irving, who wrote The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, mm-hmm. he's in the middle of the wall. Obviously, right? He should yeah. be. We're in right. Sleepy Hollow. But his coloring is different from everyone else's. Like, you can tell that it was painted on a different day. Yeah. Different, yeah. you know. Um, so I was always like, why is that different? He's like, oh, we painted over somebody. Oh. To put Washington Irving on there, because he wasn't originally on there. Mm-hmm. It was probably the dude who's haunting this place. Right? Yeah. He's well, mad. Wait, till I, wait till I tell you who it is. I hope he's haunting this place. So, um, so finally, the few months ago, I dropped my cell phone in the office, and you've been in my office. Yeah. Like a reflection of my brain. <laughs> and so beautiful. So I dropped my um, phone. And I found this old photo album, and in the photo album was a picture of the wall before it got painted over. And it was F. Scott Fitzgerald underneath Stop there. Stop it. Yeah, so if he's, throwing, if he's haunting here, That's cool. we're in for some good times. That's amazing. You know, the Roaring Twenties cool. are approaching. And I love you just happen upon a photo album. Like, that's so random. I know. Well, I mean, you guys can imagine how I can happen upon a bunch of stuff in here. I could spend so much time down here just looking around. It's so much fun. It's I look at this yeah. faux fireplace, and it's, I feel like I'm in Civil War times. That was kind of my vibe down here. Was like, all right, so cool. this is gonna be like your little house on the prairie. But then I kind of <laughs> was like, I have to do Halloween things. So now it's like a conglomeration of old dolls and yeah. Are those legit so bottles of wine right there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How old are they? I have no idea. Eighteen ninety six. They're huge. They're huge. I'm like. We should try to drink one one day. What do you guys think? Uh, I'm in. <laughs> I know this is a beer podcast, but maybe we could wow. have a challenge. Just for fun. Yeah. One thing we didn't talk about, I think, is called the uh, Terrytown Music Hall. It's not too far from here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was built in 1885, which I didn't realize. It was such an old thing. And they have all the acts I've heard of that are there. I've never really known of them. But I hear some famous people come there. Do you get, like, a boost from them? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every time that there's a show at the Music Hall, it's like, hold on. <laughs> it's, like, oh, really? one of those okay. things where it's crazy busy yeah. and then at eight o'clock everyone leaves at the same time because they're going to the show yeah but then you'll get you know more people that come yeah. in but it's definitely like it's it's great for the town yeah um i'm a fan of the musical i like the architecture i've never been inside honestly i've walked by many times and i always look at the schedule and i'm like i don't know who that is <laughs> <laughs> but that's just me like i don't listen to like, like music. it could be anything Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I know. There's we, comedians there. There's all types of There is actually. We had, um, I'm like my blind. My mind's blanking right now. <laughs> the only person I can think of is Bill Cosby, but they had to cancel his show. Okay, I was going to bring that up. <laughs> How long ago was that? That was like that? a year and a half ago, and he was going to come, but then oh, all the legal no stuff idea. was going on, yeah. and then I think everybody wanted their money well, back. Well, that was right before the, all that stuff hit, and yeah. I know because my friend won free tickets to the musical for a year. Oh, and I was shit. like, what do I want to see? Take me to something. And then I was like, all right, Bill Cosby. Yeah. And then I was like, it seems harmless enough. Never- 
With every ticket, you get a roofie. Like, wait for it. Oh! <laughs> I was like, I was like, all innocently, like, you know, the pudding pop man. Right. I want to go see him. From the Cosby show, right. And all that stuff went out. And I was like, then. oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. My friends call him Pill Cosby now. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. That's funny. <laughs> um, are there any events coming up? Anything you want to promote? Anything specific going on? Um, let's see what's going on. Or just in general, just come by. <laughs> no, I'm really excited for spring. Okay. Um, because our patio, I think we're the only people in town that can put tables out before May 1st. Oh, wow. Because our sidewalk's considered private property. Oh. So, like, if you're on Main Street, that's oh. town owned. Because the yeah. sidewalk's so Exactly, wide. yeah. Gotcha. So, it's actually the building sidewalk. Nice. So, I'm really excited to put the plants out. Nice. Bring your doggies, come. Oh, yeah. I read that it's uh, very pet friendly outside. Yes, it is very pet friendly, and I just got a little puppy. So, I will have him out there. <laughs> Being like halfway up on the hill of mm. this Hudson Valley, right? It, you must get really nice sunsets, too. Oh, it's so pretty. Yeah. Sometimes I'll like, and in the winter now, you can see the river. Yeah. So, sometimes I'll look out and I'll just be like, so nice. Oh, nice. Or I'll go up to the aqueduct to walk my dog, mm-hmm. and you have, like, the stunning view of the new bridge, which yeah. is absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah, and they, they light it up different shot. colors all the time. So oh, I'll just be cool. walking my dog on yeah. the aqueduct, and I'll be like, you know, you have to stop for a second. It's, yeah. like, it's really beautiful here. I appreciate it, yeah. And it's a really, um, it's a great town. We have great history, and it's definitely worth coming to. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, come for spring and yeah, and stay. <laughs> have some heady topper, although I won't have any left. <laughs> what are your hours? Um, we are open eleven thirty to nine, Sunday through Thursday, and then we close at nine thirty on Friday and Saturday. Ooh, which I know is weird, but it's okay. That's cool though. But like you said, especially like with the, the music hall, like people are in and they're done, so like you can. Yeah, you know, I I like us being a family place, you know, I mean, it's more than a family place. You can come with whoever. I mean, you could bring your child or you could bring your 90-year-old grandmother. Yeah, yeah. You know, and everyone kind of feels comfortable, but... You don't have to deal with any of that late I don't think anything good happens that late, and I don't need the liability of it. So I'd rather just stay squeaky clean little family place. And it's been working since 1981, so they ain't broke. Exactly. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. This has been fun. I'm excited. We're in a haunted basement. I'm so excited about that. My my last question: Who's the better mixologist, you or your husband? Um, I am gonna say my husband for sure is the best. I definitely look towards him. Now, do I think I have him on speed? Yeah. (laughs) You heard that, Jeremy? You heard that? No, no. He's definitely the better mixologist, without doubt. He's he's taught me so much. Honestly, without him, I probably wouldn't be doing this. But on the basic oh, drinks, so sweet. you're smoking them every time. Oh, yeah. I'm like, just turn them on them. Turn them on Turn them on them. <laughs> I'm like getting nervous. I'm like, don't say anything. Um, <laughs> turning them out. Oh, man. Yeah. So uh, to our listeners, we've had such a great time here. Um, the spooky vibes are all good vibes. Uh, and, you know, you guys should definitely come down here. Check out Horse Feathers. Say hi to Jules for us. And try out the burgers and try, try out the gobbler. I definitely am looking forward to that. Uh, if you guys are thirsty for more, Dana, where can they listen to us? Anchor, Google, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Podcast, Podbean, uh, Radio Public, Stitcher, Apple. I was ready. Ha! Oh, yeah, she had more written down. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.